going on everybody it's the play-by-play analysis it's your boy Devin Nash BSK play-by-play if you really know if you're not don't worry about it 
And, you know, I got one of my boys in the house, one of my mentors. It's like a big brother to me. My man is Tramon Lucas. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Nothing much, nothing much. Um, well, first, before we start, I wanted to shout out all the journalists out there doing that good work, fighting a good fight out here, keeping us informed. Um, you know, they, they get a lot of bad raps a lot of the time, but that's it's not fair. You know, they be out here working, so shout out to y'all, you know. Absolutely. You know, had to get that out, first of all, foremost. But, um... I guess you know the reason we're we're here is besides the pandemic, obviously, is um, <laughs> that you're big R and B fan, big music fan. I know that for a fact. Um, I know you've been keeping up with some of these IG live battles, right? Yes. Some of these. What is your What's been your take on some of the the ones you've seen? Um. So I think we're like around this time now. We're like maybe five or six battles in. Um, overall, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like um, that. Um, yeah, uh, so far, I think easily the best one was, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought that quick. Uh, wow. Neo, Dante Austin, um, I think they have the best one so far. Um, as far as an R&B battle, like you said, I'm an R&B guy. Um, and a lot of folks, and I think that battle helped a lot of folks realize that John C. Austin and Neo were responsible for a lot of just hits, period. Um, for, me, for me especially, they wrote most of my childhood. Um, and it was great seeing them go back and forth. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it at some point, but I'm just jump jump out there early and just say, you know, the Dream and Sean Garrett's battle was horrible. And Awful. John C. Austin horrible John C. Austin and Neo following up after that the day after was amazing it was what the, it's what we needed especially in this coronavirus nonsense whatever we're dealing with right now but see it's getting yeah. real <laughs> yeah but yeah no that's that's the one the only one I haven't seen actually but I saw like I saw bits and pieces of it and you know like I obviously know about Neo cause like you said he was part of my childhood just like you know yours and John, some of these like some of these I'm still kind of learning along the way like who some of these people are so like I, did, I didn't know John Tate was John I didn't know his name but like I kind of knew his songs I just didn't know him same thing with I mean even though it was terrible the dream of Sean Garrett got some hits too it's just they was talking too much and you know, they reminded me of that, you know, that party where the DJ is trying to be the star of the show instead of just letting the music play. That's what that right, one reminded right, yo, me of. Just play the song, Joe. I don't want to hear your ad-libs. I don't want to hear, <laughs> you know, your your, your, your drops. You know, I don't want to see your drops. faces. Like, <laughs> Right, I don't want to hear the bombs, the gunshots. The <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, oh, I don't God. care why they call you the pen. Like, just show me. <laughs> you know, like you talking about it let me like walk the talk like you know I'd, I'd rather see why you're the pen than to hear about it you know <laughs> oh also he was the, Sean Garrett was apparently drunk but he said it was Tylenol um that made him drowsy so sure if you for those who are listening and they saw it I guess that's what Tylenol makes you do so we're gonna go with that we're gonna go with that yeah, I wanna go with that I, I've also had I had that experience with Dayquil it's okay right yeah. I too have gotten drunk off Tylenol. Like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know, but but no, but in all seriousness though, like you know, the dream got some bangers though. Yes, he does. Um, and Sean Garrett too. 
when I first saw that they were going to go up against each other, I was like, hmm, this is a little, this is a little weird. I'm like, I knew it was going to be a good battle, but it's the fact that the Dream has not just writing credits behind him, but production credits behind him, just like Sean Garrett. Right. And but I feel like the Dream easily his his category easily is a little bit better than Sean Garrett's, and both of them have used. Beyonce and Mariah Carey as cheat codes in their um, song selections because both of them have really, really been the movement behind those women, especially going back to Neil and John, John T. Austin. Um, John T. Austin was a big part of Mariah Carey's comeback in 2005, The Emancipation of Mimi, which was an amazing project. Um, so, that, I mean, you know, these battles are just reminding me about, like, it's a nostalgic moment. It's just like, this is really what good music and good R&B was. Not to say that there's not good R&B out here now, because there is. Um, it's harder to find things, now. Say it again. I'm gonna be real with you. It's harder to find now. I'm, I'm just that's just my my. So, opinion. Devin, yeah, I've seen your tweets, and I'm confused because I'm like, and you know, I, I guess like, what's good R&B for you? I guess. Um. Well, sometimes some of the tweets, I'm just being funny, but like the. <laughs> It, it's, it's some people that I just don't feel as much as everybody else. It's not to say that they're not good. It's just they're not my teeth. Like, I'm not the biggest with some of these people. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to drop too many names, but, like, you know. But for me, I guess, like, if you can hold some notes, you know, if you got some, some vocal range about you and it's not just this, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, super auto-tuned and kind of like very just kind of like some of these the R&B singers we grew up on a lot of them could sing and they could write and they could they could do a lot of things a lot of these people now it just I don't I mean I'm not saying they can't it just it doesn't they don't they seem to be holding back a little bit and I don't know if it, like the one the ones who get pushed mainstream but you like you can find little ones on the side like I found Giveon you know he's really good um, Brent Fires is, is amazing obviously um my girl Nao, I, I keep mispronouncing her name, but love her, love her, and she got music coming out this year. Um, hopefully, it comes out soon because Lord knows we need it. Um, you know, but yeah, that that's kind of my thing. It's just like people who can actually sing, I guess. Okay, all right, cool. I and, get that. And like you said, there there's some some good stuff out. It's just you got it's a fill out process, I guess you could say. Okay. You know. Um, I'm a huge Ari Lennox. Um, oh, yeah, her too. I like her too. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Ari Lennox fan. Um, I'm a huge Thundercat fan. I just listened to his album, Amazing Project, that mm -hmm. he just dropped. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of just great, 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 great talent you mentioned giving on. He just dropped a great project not too long ago. So, yeah, I feel you. Um, I feel like. There, like Issa Rae made the joke. I don't know if you saw it on social media, but she was like, "I don't know if I can say this on your podcast, but basically, she was like, oh yeah, we're all grown." Okay, cool. Her music was like, um, it's it's gone from you know, I guess a little classy, you know, suck my dick, bitch, or whatever right. she. <laughs> but she said, I mean, and some of that is getting pushed, but I do understand that you have to kind of dig dig your way through the crates to kind of find like that soulful kind of original sound um you know i don't know i feel like it's not a dying art um lucky day oh yeah i forgot about lucky day yep. yeah i mean 
So, you know, there's, there's a lot of good talents out here. Um, there's this guy named Levon Kali, L-E-V-E-N-K-A-L-I. Guy's dope. Guy's really, really, really dope. I should look him up. Tell him I'm trying to think if there are some other ones because I feel like it's, it's some other ones that I've kind of looked around for. And then for me, I like to dabble in like stuff outside the U.S. So like I love reggaeton, you know, I love stuff like that. So I found this dude who's from Panama named Setch, who I mean, he's he, he speaks in all Spanish. So like, you know, if, if you're not a big Spanish speaker and you and you don't love beats as much as I do then maybe he's not the guy but he's kind of like his voice is really cool I like him I like cool. him even though I mean he speaks in Spanish but I'm trying to learn Spanish so like eventually we're not that, that's gonna come around <laughs> I think but yeah they um they're, they're doing their thing but then um the I think I don't know if you you said you didn't see it initially but I guess you saw it later the um st- uh, what's his name Scott Storch and and uh, Manny Fresh because at first it was supposed to be T-Pain and then everybody's like oh he's gonna get washed and and then I guess it was Timbaland or whoever who switched it out yeah I think Timbaland and Swiss Beats have been behind um, a lot of these battles because they kind of kicked it off Um, yeah Timbaland like the dying king of music right now the way he's putting fights out (laughs) I mean like he's kind of always been since he you know since he got that status um and yeah, I mean, at first when I saw Scott Storch and T-Pain, I was like, mm-hmm. Well, my thing is, I didn't, my thing is, I didn't know, Scott Storch is another one who I had to learn who, like, I, he was behind so many hits, but I didn't know him. Like, you I just knew Scott Storch? Hey, look, I was a sheltered kid growing up, so. That doesn't mean. <laughs> you know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm playing. But, like, no, I, I really like Scott Storch. I didn't know his name. He's another one where, like, I knew his music. I just didn't know his name. Mm. So, like, I didn't realize how many hits he was behind. And then I looked up and did my research, like, before the battle started. So I'm like, let's see what this man has. And I'm like, holy hell. Like, this man wrote. He wrote uh, Baby Boy. He wrote. Um, uh, me, myself, and I, or produced at least me, myself, and yeah. I. Um, he played "Let's Get It Crunk," you know the Mary J anthem, you know Hateration, Holleration, all up in the dancery, and uh, that's just a few of the ones. And he was holding back, like during the, um, the, the I, when I, I when I, I did like a breakdown of the songs, and he was definitely holding back until and like later in the yeah, like he's a dog. He's been a great. He's a great producer. I mean, hands down. When he drops, and when I did see it in the clips that I saw, and when I tried to go back and watch the entire thing, I mean, when you drop, when you got Beyonce again. Beyonce is a cheat code for a lot of these writers, these producers and songwriters, as I've noticed. Um, and for him, you know Jay. You know, uh, you know, I can't count out Manny Fresh. You know, Manny Fresh has got bangers. 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 Yeah. So, you know, I think it was a cool. It was a odd matchup but I think it still I guess got the, the message across but I'm trying to see this upcoming battle between um uh L.A. Reid no, not L.A. Reid Babyface and Teddy Riley now and I think L.A. Reid is in there somewhere because I saw him on one of the I did too but apparently it's just I think it's just Babyface now yeah and I'm happy about that I don't know how much you know about Babyface oh no I know, I know Babyface like yeah I know him <laughs> you know and I, I looked up Teddy Ryder too. Like, look, I, I, I gotta know who's behind all my favorite hits now. Like, I gotta know. But Babyface is like, 
Yo, you want to talk about R&B? That man has held this industry up by himself damn near at at one point. Like, I mean, he was doing his thing. And then Teddy Riley got his hits as well, which, you know, they got their thing. I mean, he created a whole genre. The whole genre. All by himself. And same with, I mean, back to Manny Fresh again. Same with him. He damn near created... A whole genre about I mean like the, the the city of New Orleans is a force to be reckoned with thanks to guys like him and Juve and Wayne and just all the people and like they were putting all that stuff out and then I had to go back because I'm like even though Scott Storch like I said Scott Storch was putting the bangers out but I'm like man he had it was holding his own up and it was some people <coughs> Russ <coughs> who we're like, oh man, he's getting washed. And I'm like, y'all, just because y'all don't listen to the street legends doesn't mean we don't. Exactly. You know? That man was holding his own. But the thing with Scott Storch that I was starting to get confused with, I was seeing some people saying he was playing a few songs that he's not even credited on, which was yeah. interesting. Like, he, he kind of was part of it, but like, he doesn't get credit for him on like one or two of them. And people were saying that. I mean, I don't know how that how much that meant or anything, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure either. But I mean, you know, legendary status is legendary status, regardless. Um, right. Like I said, they both had they both had hits. Both have a great catalog. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see more of these battles as we are still stuck and just have stuck in our homes um, <laughs> for the most part to keep us entertained. Right. Um, but I'd also like to see um, some women in these battles. Um, I don't know what Timbaland and Swizz are working on that, but I saw a tweet that, you know, I'm not going to say who because, you know, she's a celebrity, I guess, whatever, I don't know. But I think I saw the same um, one. Yeah, it was like, you know, it's expanding on misogyny, talking about, you know, women are not in these battles. And I'm like, yeah, we know the industry is trash towards women, but I definitely seen the call to action. Like everybody wants to see Missy Elliott, everybody wants to see Carrie Hilson, everybody wants to see Esther Dean. I want to see these women. I want to see them in these battles because they have had classic, classic, classic hits. And I mean, Missy Elliott. I mean, Missy Elliott is point is a no brainer. Like, yeah, I mean, you're putting up against Missy Elliott. I'm not really sure who's going to. I'm not really sure who's going to like try to top her. I mean, it's Missy Elliott. Right. <laughs> it's like some of these would be one-handed battles it'd be like you know so I wonder who they would put up against her though like just for the hell of it that's a that's a great one I don't even know I don't even have like a dream battle actually that's a that's a crazy part in a perfect world if I had to choose about like a dream battle I would love to see I know it would never happen um Beyonce and Mariah Carey, because when I was listening against to Beyonce Austin and Neo Instagram Live, and I, you know, it was just like, wow, like if we're gonna go hit from hit, I mean, you know, I'm a Beyonce fan, um, I, and I even I don't know, like that's gonna be like a a, a, a hard, hard, hard decision because their careers span into several decades, and I mean, they're, they're icons, you know, regardless of how right. people feel. Culturally, they are icons, and just talent-wise, I mean, they both reached a status, especially Mariah Carey, at her point where she doesn't even have to really explain herself anymore. Beyonce, I mean, it just goes without question as well. So, right. yeah, she be dropping IGs with no caption, and it'd be a million people <laughs> looking at it. She don't drop a single caption, and it's just 
the picture and it's just you don't need to well, you, you don't need to yeah and, and people are like well where's she at and there she is it's like look that's all I need to know just shoot me the pictures right. just start doing captions anyway Beyonce trying to set a trend no more mm-hmm. captions in 2020 well she's been doing that since like 2018 <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you know but um, then the other one that I think because the, the babyface one came out and then we kind of forgot Saturday is uh, T Pain is getting his moment in the sun. It's just not against Scott Storch. He's going against Lil John. So it's straight street bangers oh, yeah. on Saturday at nine p.m. Lil John got <laughs> people forget about sometimes. I think especially these young kids. Yeah, I feel like. I hope these battles, um, while they are for our entertainment and just, you know, about respect and fun, it seems like between the artists and producers and... Aside from the dream of Sean Garrett, they were... I, I, you know, (laughs) I I don't even know. Again, I don't know what that was. I mean, the dream was just playing golf. I mean, I I aspire to be that unbothered by whatever. But um, in any case, I hope these battles are educating a lot of folks on what these musicians have paved the way for because it always takes me back to I think it was the 20, Super Bowl in 2015 2014 or 2015 where Katy Perry had uh, performed during the halftime show and she brought out Missy Elliott and I, I was like okay and then everybody was like oh shout out to Katy Perry for bringing Missy Elliott you know out, you know this upcoming artist upcoming artist it's Missy Elliott right I slapped her taste out somebody's mouth that they said that in front of me I mean hey listen <laughs> it, it, but it's a, it, in all seriousness there are a lot of there's a new generation of people Generation Z that just don't know a lot of these hits a lot of these artists who are who are behind many of their favorite artists now um, you see the TikTok videos a lot of them don't know the classic songs even from just you know hell 10 years ago you know what I'm saying so I hope these battles are making people these in their playlists that come up right after that on title and apple music i hope people are actually going and just listening and understanding what in a sense good music is yes not not knocking today's music i'm, I'm trying to get out of that space of being quote unquote an old head even though i'm only 26 but like trying right. to get out of the space of knocking a lot of what these new artists are doing hey man i'm a, i i you know I, I i was like that but then i'm like some of these people make it too easy but some of some of them, you know, like the the ones who who trash the old stuff are the ones that make it too easy, like, you know. But but to your point, the the TikToks kind of scared me a little bit because I'm like, a lot of these guys y'all listen to now, it's very sample heavy. So like, these samples, you you know, even if their fans aren't, the people are influenced by it because these samples. It's straight samples, like it's all of them. You you can go, especially like Tory Lanez is the king of that. J- Jacquees is the king of that. You know, of of sampling the old R and B hits, and then people are like, oh, you know, he and they think like they made this originally. It's like no, no, no. Like most of these songs are classics from like your your older brothers and sisters are. You can go talk to them, for example, or your older cousins or like whoever you got. You know. So, yeah, like you said, I hope I hope it's educating, and that's that's kind of why I'm I'm liking that this is happening because you know it's cool to see, and even some of these producers are 
still very involved. Like Scott Storch did a Roddy Rich track. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Like he, yeah, he, he played it in his battle. And it's about, you know, for them it's about evolving into the game as well. You know what I'm saying? And there are a lot of artists out here who are going back not just for that older sound, but just for actual producers who still have it, who still know how to, you know, just know how to do their job, know how to do it. So I think that's very important um, to also factor in. These are not just washed up has-beens just right. looking for a quick a quick moment in the limelight. You see what I'm saying? I mean, all of them so far that I've seen are still very influential. And as you bring up with the samples, they're all still very influential right. in some way, shape, or form. And a lot of a lot of the new generation, even our current generation, don't know much about it. So it's always it, again, it's always just great to see. And um, like I said, I hope this continue, but I I I, I want to see I want to see more because as an R and B guy, there's are, there are more. Um, producers, songwriters, artists that just haven't done some yet. I'm still trying to right. just go out and see who's next. Like, yeah, Missy Elliott is like the biggest one that we said. Um, trying to think, it's like a, some big, but yeah, those, those and then I want to, it's, it's, some, it's some, for me, it's some stuff I want to see. I want to see Drake and Wayne for the People's Championship. That, uh, that would be one I would want to see just because, really? well, I mean, Wayne and Drake were. At least Wayne, especially, was kind of he was very influential to me, you know. Coming up, that was kind of like like we talk about like Jordan and Kobe for like in sports and how like you know the older heads got Jordan and then I guess our generation Kobe was the closest thing. For me, it's like I guess if if Jay Z is Jordan, I guess Wayne would be Kobe for me. Is the way I'd put it. That's for me. Like Kobe, Wayne was my Kobe. Like. I wasn't there for the prime of Jay-Z because I was younger because I'm only like 24, so. But, you know, like I saw Wayne right as he hit his, like the prime of his career. Like that 08 to 2010 run was something I haven't seen for too many other people. You That's know? true. And Definitely. then he, he brought Wayne, under, or not Wayne, he brought um, Drake under his wing and early Drake was cool and then, you know, I kind of, he's starting to irk me a little bit, but. I feel like no, they got his, Drake, I think. Drake's, huh? No, I'm saying they, 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 he still got his stuff, you know. Yeah, but you know, Drake's had a great, regardless of how we all feel about him, maybe as a person or whatever. When you look at Drake's catalog and you look at his run, if we, if we're, if we're counting 2007 replacement girl into this, going coming all the way down to 2020, mm-hmm. I mean that's 13 years of just number okay. ones. It, I mean, I don't know about it once, but no, uh, uh, in all seriousness, the growth that Drake has shown um, is as a rapper and the consistency, I mean, you don't see that often. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just dropped, you know, by the time people hear something, he just dropped something today, a Tootsie Slide or something like that, and, you know, I'm pretty sure by the time your podcast, this episode airs, it'll already be another one, or it'll already be charted. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the influence that he has. I'm not going to lie, Wayne kind of fell off a bit. Oh, no, yeah, no, he did, no doubt, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not going to go too far into the hip-hop battle. I'm going to stick to the rivers and lakes I'm used to. But, um, <laughs> you know, again, they're, I'm glad you caught the reference. Um, <laughs> Drake, ha- Drake has a great catalog. As you're saying, Drake has a great catalog. Honestly, I, I'm not really here for that battle, but if it's, Teacher versus student, in a sense, you know, I guess. Um, 
I would like. I guess I would like to see it. Sure. Um, I. I mean, I guess I could say. Because I'm I like, with, I would go with Wayne, but I mean, like I said, Drake has a great body of work. I mean, a consistent body of work. You know what I'm saying? Not to say Wayne doesn't, but you know, even though there's some albums that you know haven't done too well, in my opinion, or I wasn't really a fan of. For for Wayne or for Drake? Uh, for Drake, and not, I'm not every oh, same. Drake. Yeah, not every Drake album was a, a hit for me. You know, like same Scorpion. Thing. Scorpion was very mid. As we all say, I guess it just wasn't it for me. For me, um, sorry, go ahead. No, nah, okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. For me, and people give me flack for this all the time, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't care anymore. Views mm-hmm. was not good. Views was not good, and I will say that on record <laughs> until I'm blue in the face. I just, and then I, and to give, to be fair, like people are like have you listened to it and i'm like yeah and then i went to listen to it again one day just to see if maybe i was overreacting and i listened to it from start to finish and i'm not gonna go and say it's trash anymore like i used to say it's trash now i'm gonna just say it's blah like it didn't do anything for me i mean i feel like it it dropped at a it dropped at a great time he had a lot of good hits off that summer 16. i just Views was views was what it was. I will, I will say that. Yes, fair. For, yep. for twenty sixteen, I mean, like I said, yeah, views was what it was. What it was. I don't know what else to really even say about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and say it was his best, but it definitely wasn't his worst. Exactly. Yeah. I think more life was his worst. I more life is very forgettable for me. <laughs> yeah. Even Drake might say that. Um, like I said, see, like I said, I wasn't trying to get to the hip hop discussion because I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna try to do all this. Right, so, right, right. Because the rivers and lakes I'm used to, but more like wasn't. I barely remember. Well, back to those rivers and lakes. Something else I want to <laughs> see is, and you know, like for for me being a gospel man and a Christian man, you know, and growing up on that, Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond just need to sit down. And you know this is this is the time for them to shine. You know, being that you know we are in some calamity, we are in some we are in some just. This is the time for the gospel artists to be out here like just throwing blows, cause cause this is the time. You know, this is the the uplifted music. This would be a good time, I think, to just have fun for it. You know. Exactly. Um, I'm going to just jump out there and just go ahead and call it. Uh, Kirk Franklin would take it. Um, yes, yes, he would. Not, yes. You know, not count out Fred Hampton, but Kirk, uh, Kirk Franklin would. That, it would be that's, super, super easy, but it would definitely be like, yeah, Kirk's got this. I mean, Kirk, yeah, yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even going. Is there nothing else you can really even say about it? Just it's, it's Kirk. Is there anyone in gospel that touches Kirk? Like for you? Um. Well, no, not any. Actually, no. That that's it's a lot of people. Hold on. Is there anyone? <laughs> I'm trying to think how to frame this question to make it fair. Like, is there? I, I, I see what you're. I see what you're. you're what you're trying. Where you're trying to go. What you're asking is that new wave of gospel that came when it was like Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, Mary Mary, um, Ty Trippett, Jay Moss. Uh, you know, for for my gospel heads out there, like. I'm like I'm wondering is there anybody in that wave that touches him like Fred Hammond is the closest one I think I agree I agree Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna go with Kirk but yeah I'm gonna go yeah I'm gonna go with Kirk it's easy you know Um, yeah I mean speaking of old heads and just speaking of his 
I guess, in a sense, just relevancy or whatever. And we're and we're kind of just going back about like the like the these battles. Um, I would love to see another classic. I would like to see some R&B groups go yeah. at it. Now, group wise, you know, like male groups and um, female groups um, from the nineties, two thousands, whatever. I would love to see that. That is what I would really really interesting to see because I personally feel so and I always get flagged for this I personally feel like Boys to Men was easily in my opinion again the, one of the best groups that came out of the 90s mm-hmm. um, they I I say they are better than Jodeci mainly because of the fact that they are the harmony for a reason mm-hmm. and they had hits they had they, they had hits not only hits but again they just had um, a sound that I feel like Jodeci didn't have. Jodeci had his own sound. Right. So I'm not saying anything away from Jodeci. Um, or Drew Hill, or 112, or Cell. Casey and JoJo. When they, when they left Jodeci, when they you know, went on their own um, from Fontaine, um, Dalvin, Mr. Dalvin, or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to see that. I want to see those groups go at it because, like I said, I'm a Boys to Men fan all the way down. Um, I know. <laughs> I know, yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody follows me on social media, on Twitter or Instagram. They know I am a huge Boys to Men fan. It's not a, a whole like month or whatever goes by. I'm not sharing at least one of their songs on Twitter or somewhere. I'm like, you got to educate the people and let them know. Like, yeah. Educate the masses, though. For me, after New Edition is Boys and Men. Because New Edition, for me, set the standard for R&B groups, female R&B groups, when they came on the scene. And, I mean, for the last 30 plus years, it remained relevant in every conversation. Right. So what about some of the female groups? Um, and, and this is where it gets really challenging because I love Destiny's Child, I love In Vogue, SWV, um, Total... 702 um, TLC it, it, probably I'll throw them in there huh? I'll throw TLC in there oh yeah I forgot I, I, um, TLC of course um, if we it's very this is hard as well if that, that's a very that's actually that's tougher than the male groups because my I thing mean, for those if I if I if there was a battle I'd say SWV and TLC just because they're probably the closer in age I would think a little bit, yeah. like so. Those two, because I want to, I want to make it fair. I want to do like you know some some age things. So like you know. I mean, TLC has. I mean, TLC has hits. Yeah, they just hey. don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> People wow. don't get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, TLC, no, TLC has. Sorry. Hits. SWV doesn't have. Let's look. Let's be real. SWP has hits, but they don't have like enough number ones like TLC did, I think. Right. And if we're talking about singing, it's SWV. If we're talking about hits, that's a different discussion and that's a distinction that I feel like you have to make with a lot of groups or just a lot of talent. Um, and even in, in the. R&B, yeah. Especially in the RB category. Especially in RB. If we're talking about hits, then it's TLC. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing. Some, some of these. Some of these, yeah. Some of these, some of these battles, even with the producers, it's it's been a lot of like hits versus like hood bangers, and sometimes it, it gets it gets caught up. People get caught up in the 
clout, I guess. So like they'll you know the hits generally. Like, yeah, if more people have heard it, obviously it's going to resonate with more people versus if we grew up on something, it's going to mean more to us. So, like, Manny Fresh, it was more of, like, the culture versus the hits. And so it it, it shouldn't have been as... It, it wasn't technically lopsided, but, like, a lot of people who may not have... Who, who were a little more sheltered, they don't know about Manny Fresh as much. Like, in, in that, just as a thing, like, you know... Same thing with like TLC and SWV, like you know, lyric. I mean, vocally, yeah, it's SWV, easy. Hits is TLC, you know. So sometimes, yeah. The, so that that's what makes it even more intriguing is, you know, that. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Any other main battles? I really I want to see some dance hall battles, but I don't know how many people I know that are into that. Yeah, you lost me there. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not bragging on the culture or the music. I I just haven't listened to it, so I'm not gonna sit out there and be like, Oh, I want I'm not gonna be saying, Well, why I wanna hear this one here? I'm like, I don't Right, care. right. Yeah. Not into the culture, so I'm not gonna pretend what's <laughs> up. Yeah. Um but you know, I'm interested again, I'm interested if I do, if there are some, I'm interested in listening and like I said, learning. Like, I'm down for that. I'm taking everything that's happened right now as a learning experience. Cause that's yeah, that's the other thing. I've I've learned a lot. Like I said, I didn't know some of these right the the ones who weren't the big names. Like I knew the dream. I knew Neo. I know Babyface. I know um, what's his name, Manny Fresh. I knew a little bit of Teddy Riley, but like I didn't know Scott. I no 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 not a little bit you you know, but I, I didn't know Scott Storrs by name. I just knew his hits. I didn't know John Say Austin by name. I just knew his hits. Yeah, a lot of my you know. So I've been learning just okay. as much as listening. <laughs> It's cool because Frank's my age didn't really know um, who John T. Austin was. Like I remember getting on FaceTime, like with the, when the battle was happening, they were like, "Who?" I'm like, "You don't know who John T. Austin is?" Like the Snoop. Like, who? And John T. Austin, and a reminder for the folks out there, John T. Austin had his own hits as well. Um, so I really hope people went and go went and looked, looked him up. But also with Sean Garrett, a lot of people didn't know Sean Garrett too much. Like they didn't know he also had his own. His own hits and his own music. Um, mainly because Sean Garrett is Sean Garrett, and he's always in his own way. Um, but again, you know, talent. <laughs> talent, yeah, you know, that's what it is. And for the for the young kids out there that just don't know, tell them about Sweet Lady. John T. Austin wrote that apparently at seventeen. <sighs> what an amazing song! Um, I take that over lately. Over what? Over lately, because oh. lately is also another one of Tyrese's success off the same off the same album. Um, Sweet Lady is just a a really, 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 really good song. Um, and I'm not, you know, there's not much you can say about it if you haven't. I mean, there's not much you can say about it. You just have to listen to it and understand it. You see what I'm saying? It's right. You know, he. I mean, just. I mean, and that explains and it shows. Excuse me. It shows the talent that John T. Austin possesses because at, like, at a young age he wrote that hit mm-hmm. and it is a hit you know that is an amazing song um yeah I mean probably one of Tyrese's best songs I'm not I mean I'm not considering that but I'm not a Tyrese fan but that is probably one of Tyrese's best songs because immediately you know it immediately you know all the words if you are familiar you, can, you feel the sound you feel it it's, it's it all went to that. That's how I feel. Yeah, they, they it just, it's, it's not a whole lot out there that can top that. Yeah, 
No, no, actually, no, it's not. I mean, you know, because you have to understand, it's a, it's again, as we kind of were touching in the beginning, it's a, a different time. It's a different sound for a lot of artists, and I'm not someone who's stuck up on the '90s. That's another thing. Like, I get tired of, um, really tired of this whole thing where we can't let the '90s go in a sense. You know, don't get me wrong. I love '90s R&B, but I'm gonna just throw it out there: 2000s R&B has better hits. It's and, a different breed, yeah. Yeah, it's a different breed, and I, when this airs, if anybody got a problem, you know, they can add me. But right. 2000s R&B <laughs> was where it was at, and '90s R&B, like, okay, if we think about it, like '80s R&B is great. It's a classic, legendary. You'll yeah. never find it. You'll never hear anything else like it again. Nineties R and B carried that. Two thousand R and B elevated it. Some of the two thousand tens, you know, we kind of fell off in the early years, but toward the tail end of the tens, we definitely picked it back up, and we're starting to see this new wave and new trend going into twenty twenty now, where we are. Right. Now, yeah, my my thing with the eighties, they just don't make good cocaine music like that anymore. Oh you know. my god. This is a, this, so this is the kind of podcast you have. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. No, we I throw know. jokes in there, but wow. you know, in the You know, in the eighties in the eighties it was that it was that good, you know, yeah. Don't know nothing touches the eighties and all of them were in higher frequencies, if you know what I mean. Uh wow. the nineties, you know, they put the cocaine down and and it was more vocally. People started being vocally trained. Two thousands, we introduced auto tune. You know, then you, then you get guys like, you know, T Pain and 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 you, he because he he had the rap hits, but then he also had like his his auto tune hits, and then you know you throw Akon in there if you want. You know, in the two thousands, you got Justin Timberlake was out here. You had kind of Destiny's Child. Some some you, you throw anybody in the two thousand. The two thousands just was different and then like you said we fell off in the 2010s and then for 2020 we picked it back up yeah for a for a, I mean for a couple of years toward like I said the tail end of the tank we picked it back up but right. I mean cocaine I'm still stuck with this cocaine music from the 80s I mean not, think about it like <laughs> I mean, not the 80s like that I no not care. disrespect like you know there were a few I, I, I get it <laughs> I, and you're right you're, I mean well you're dubbing but nah it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I got, I, I got to stay true, <laughs> you know. No, exactly. And um, I mean, I'm a huge Luther Vandross fan. I think Luther Vandross is easily one of the is easily the best singer mm-hmm. from that era in this period. You know, nobody does a run like Luther. Whitney Houston said it. No one does it like Luther, and mm-hmm. she wasn't lying. And we throw Whitney um, in there too. Man, look, we can throw Whitney in anything. Um, and Whitney was still out there and come out on top. It's, it's right. you know. If she's not running it, um, as far as the conversations, I mean, you run into, as you were saying earlier, you know, people were brought up from the church and they were, you know, vocally trained and everything like that. But, you know, I mean, that's just how it goes. Like I said, this is a different sound for different eras. Yeah, we don't we don't have the Maddie Moss Clarks who are putting the fear of God in people in practice anymore. We don't we don't have that. If y'all would stop chewing gum. You might be able to sing. Like, I just that oh, wow. that part is so funny to me. That that you took it there. <laughs> I'm saying we just people don't. I, I'm well, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe just I don't know. But like I I just don't see that as much anymore. <clears throat> like more that was a, that was more as a joke. I'm saying I don't know how people get trained now, but you know they they some of them older 
like musicians, they were cutthroat. Like Michael Jackson's parents were not getting into that, but <laughs> we know. Wait, what? What'd you say? You know, we know Joe Jackson. We know what he used to do to them we kids. Know what he used to, I mean, we know what he used to do, but I'm also going to throw this out there. Michael Jackson wasn't the greatest singer. No, you know, he, he wasn't, was, but he was a great he was entertainer. A, he, was a, he was a great entertainer, but he wasn't, like, out here killing me with his vocals. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no. That was, for me, that was Prince, and mm-hmm. that's a different story for a different time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of legends, though, we um, I, I got to put this in there because it we, it just came out today. We lost one. We lost uh, Bill Withers. Yeah, I was know. listening to him before um, before we pre called, and I just needed a minute because I was like, "Wow!" I didn't realize wow. like how much this a lovely day ain't no sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the big two off the top, like. I think it's some off memory at the moment, <laughs> but like that's just the two of us. Just the two. There you go. That was the one I was missing. Just the two of us. Did you, did you, you said lean on me already, right? No, I didn't say lean on me. Yeah, lean on me. Just, just classic. I me. mean, he is a soul. He was a he was a soul man. A soul man, man through and through, man. <laughs> um, and there, there were a lot of variations, a lot of you know different. Um, different um as a variations yeah there were a lot of different covers of lean on me of you know lovely days from featuring almost every damn commercial we throw kirk franklin in there he he remixed the lovely day he did um you know it's you know you don't find you know soul like that anymore there's a lot of r&b out here but it's not as, i don't think it's as much as much soul so yeah that that that's i guess that was what I didn't say, but that was what I was trying to get at, is that... Yeah, it's like, you know, it's the soul... I mean, you know, you have to go to a lot of, you know, artists who are not... Mainstream. Exactly. Um, or not even... There's some... You can even make that argument, some that aren't even based here in the U.S. Um, oh, yeah, I found these... Mm-hmm. I found these dudes in Australia. Okay. <laughs> like, all the way out in Australia. I'm trying to think of their names. I, I got to... Think of their names. I gotta look. At it. Ah, man, is is a is a white dude though. But he he's kind of like like you know the the guy who made that song uh, that always gets remixed and everybody thought he was black, but he's actually white. Are it's, you talking about um, Bobby Caldwell? He he's the the guy I found is similar to him. Where like this man, if I wouldn't have seen his face, I'd have thought he was black. Are we talking about what? Uh, are you talking? Are you talking about? Uh, I guess we won. Uh, yeah, which you won't do. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah, Bobby. Cal- <laughs> like this dude is like kind of like Bobby Caldwell in the sense that when I first heard his voice, I thought he was black. Then I saw him on like that that Page Color Studios where I found a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That man is from Australia. He is whiter than white, and and he got he's soulful though. Like I'm, I'm sure when he talks, he probably doesn't sound like that. But the man was soulful. I just can't think of his name. And I'm upset right now because, but well, I, would, I, would, I would love to hear it. I'm actually, I'm not intrigued now. But um, I'm gonna hey, send it to you when I find them. <laughs> yeah, um, there are a lot of artists that a lot of folks didn't know were who were white um, and who were in these groups, um, who were in these groups in, in back in the day, who were also just their own solo artists. Um, like Tina Marie does not sound Tina like Marie, white yep, um, at all. Huge Tina Marie fan. Um, a lot of folks just didn't know, and I always read that Rick 
Jenks purposely kept her face off of covers and stuff. Just, you know, at first, you know, just to put her sound out there first. Because, you know, I don't think anybody... If you took a look at Tina Turner back then, Tina Marie back then, you probably wouldn't have, you know, people probably would not have been... Yeah, I know. Black folks definitely. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I know a lot of black folks probably wouldn't. What white nonsense is this? They just they would see the cover and it just wouldn't. And fly. I mean, she's, and she's easily um, um, cover so she's easily one of the top artists. Uh, it really hurt when she died. So I was a huge Steve Marie fan. Yeah. Stevie Wonder, that's my guy. I love him. Okay, you got a favorite Stevie Wonder song? Um, it's it's either as. Or um, all over, or that no, that girl, that girl, and as are like my two favorite Stevie songs. Okay, love, love, love me some Stevie. Whenever it's his time, it's gonna hurt. That that one's gonna hurt. <laughs> we don't, we don't even speak about it. Yeah, we no, we don't, we don't. I'm just saying, you know. Because I felt, I felt really bad. If we're, we're talking about legends, I felt really bad um, when uh, God, it still hurts. Um, when Aretha Franklin died, we shared the same birthday too. Say it again. We shared the same birthday. Y'all do, yeah. March twenty fifth, yeah. yeah. That it, jeez. When she died, I was like, well, I was in the um in the newsroom at the Associated Press when it happened because it was like everybody was on standby, everybody was waiting. Um, they were on stakeouts, and you know, it, I remember those last couple of days of my internship. Like, okay. People are having visuals, their fans are gathering all around, you know, go out and talk to people, you know, let's just gather sound and talk about Aretha Franklin, because it was like, she's easily one of the most recognizable names in Ever. music, period. <laughs> Ever, um, yeah. I mean, and it, it just really, 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 really hurt when she died. So I understand, you know, when we're talking about icons in the passing and just what they left behind. Um, yeah. Yeah, so in Bill Withers leaves behind a lot, um, and I encourage people to go out and actually listen to more than just a few songs that um, we named, because right. he, he also has a great catalog that I feel like people just often don't hear, because you know, you only hear those couple of hits, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, oh yeah, I heard this in Roll Bounce, right. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, but there's more to this, more than that. There's you more than that, yeah. Especially like everybody knows a lovely day like that. That is everywhere. Every commercial, like you said, every commercial, every black movie, especially, but even some of the white ones probably have thrown them in there. Um, you know, so we got to You got to go. We got to check that man, especially now. Like, and it's cool. And we got to give the, the people who are still here. We got to give them their flowers. I was just about to say that we, we really, really do. It's we're not giving enough. You know, we're always like. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God! And, you know, it takes you back four years ago. I think, I think you were probably when we were in, at Morgan. I think you were probably in the newsroom that day. Or you were around the day that Prince died. Yeah, that was wild. I yeah, do remember that. And, yeah. You know, so many people were like, you know, oh my God, you know, legends and da 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 da. I'm like, right, but you know, I think I'm just maybe a year ago, a year before that or whatever before he passed. People were, you know, mocking Prince and. You know, not giving him enough respect. And a lot of these artists, you know, I'm just like, man, you know, we have the opportunities. Listen to these artists, you know. I think it was. And give them their flowers. 
I think it was like Smokey Robinson was at some awards show and was kind of saying this. And I remember people either on Twitter or like in the audience were kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like there was like a reaction similar to what you said where people just weren't getting it. And then when you see like these people, because they're, they're not young anymore. Like they're like, you know, Bill Withers was 81. You know, he lived a long life. You know, Aretha Franklin was, what was she? She was at least in her 80s. She thinks she was 76. Or 76, yes, you know, so... We got to and then keep their music alive because now we got these kids growing up making TikToks, trashing hits like that one dude almost reached through the screen and strangled him because he it was like candy. It was Return of the Mac and it was some other stuff. And this dude was talking about um, every little he said every little step was trash. He said Return of the Mac was garbage. And I'm like, what? You're a little you've lost your. Monkey ass mind. I'ma just say it. You lost your mind, bro. Like, yo. Yeah, I mean, first a lot of people don't appreciate Return of the Mac, and that's tragic. Tragic. Um, yeah. I really do want people after the quarantine is over to go out and get some air and listen to that song. I mean, that is an incredible song. Mm-hmm. What else? What else do you call trash? First of all, and shout out to my friend Malik, um, Malik Obi, who you had on the podcast, if I'm not mistaken already. Yeah. Um, yo, uh, he's a Big Bobby Brown fan, um, yeah. and I used to cl- I used to joke with him because I respect Bobby Brown. Yeah, and I remember. Say, yeah, yeah, you remember these terms. I always just say though, Bobby Brown is not the best new edition member. So I'm just gonna put it out there. But no, Bobby Brown definitely deserves his flowers because we always clown Bobby Brown because you you know you know his his dealings with Whitney Houston, but you know that man lived through a lot of tragedy, and he's oddly enough he's the last one standing technically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's got, I mean, his catalog is really good. I mean, the fact that, you know, he, I mean, he can sing. A lot of people don't get it. He can sing. Bobby Brown has talent. Yeah. Um, but again, he's not, he's not the best new edition member. Um, so let everybody know that again. And speaking of that TikTok that you were talking about, I know a lot of people saw it. I just want to point this out as far as line dancing songs. It's a little off the rails, but I'm just going out there. The Cupid Shuffle is one of the worst line dancing songs I've ever heard in my life. And if I'm at a function and you play it, I will call the police on you. You know that meme where the guy, he's got his polo shirt on and he's yeah, calling. The, the, that's <laughs> that's going to be me standing there looking at y'all doing the keeper shuffle. I will call the cops. So what's, what's the best? Well, I think we know the answer, but what's the best? We, well, it's not even really a line dancing song, but it's more just, it's it's cameos candy. Yeah. And everybody's in the electric slide to it. Right. Um, I used I to mean, think that was the right one. Mean, no, um, that was actually of the, the original. You know, it's electric. You know. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, people do electric like candy. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying it's about whatever, whatever. We're going to move on from that. For uh, it's a kids, a kids show. Anyway, not um, here. It isn't. <laughs> you know, before I let go is oh, yeah. another classic um, from Frankie and Beverly, of course, and but if you Cupid Shuffle. I want people to stop playing the Cupid Shuffle at cookouts. <laughs> when, you, when you do your promos and you you share and you share this, I don't care. Cupid Shuffle is trash. It's trash. We need to stop playing it. There you go. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> you sure did. It's, 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 it's a hot take. It's now, hot take. granted, you, you know, I I don't feel any type of way about the Cupid Shuffle, but. I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, and yeah. arguably the worst line dance I've ever seen in my life is Cotton Eye Joe. So 
Cupid no? Shuffle, yeah, exactly. See, yeah, it, it's, it's it's a white thing. They, it's some. It, oh, I'm from Boston. I'm like, what are you saying? What? They they probably in the county. They pro- well, no, probably not the county. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, but Cotton Eye Joe. I don't know who's listening, but if you grew up in Montgomery County, you know. Hopefully, I, that was the worst dance ever. Even though I was trying to learn it when I was younger, just because I was lost, but. God bless it. Yeah, you know, and I did learn it, but they they played it in. I went to like power plant and housing, and they played it up there, and I'm like, I'm upset. I know this. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize how bad it was until I grew up. But the, I bring all the point that I'm trying to make, bringing all that to say, is that as bad as the keep the shuffle is, it ain't cotton eye Joe. You know, there's a silver lining there. Yeah. But um yeah, I think I think we can wrap that up now. That's that's uh I think we can we can end on that, you know. And thank you for bringing your your R&B prowess here, you know. I I learned some things, you know. I'm always learning. So. Yeah, I mean first I mean we're always learning. I just you know, to stress the importance of, you know, we still have good R&B here. Um it's a lot of good artists out here. I encourage your listeners to seriously, actively find um, find this ta- find these talents because they're out there that we named, or you know, whatever. I mean, just seriously, it's it's R and B is not a dead art, um, and I think as these battles, are, um, IG live battles continue, and what we hopefully will see by the time this airs, what we will see, and hopefully between Babyface and Teddy Riley. Um, is um, another reminder of that. Right. For sure, for sure. But yeah, this here is another edition of the Coronica Chron- Coronica, Lord. Another <laughs> Corona Chronicles edition of the Play by Play podcast. This is your boy Devin Ashby. I gotta get up out of here. Trey gotta get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Everybody stay safe, wash your hands, and for listen more to than some twenty seconds. Yeah, for yeah. more than twenty seconds, lather them up and listen to some Bill Withers today if you get the chance. Well, when you get the chance, because most of y'all at home anyway. But, yeah, we got to get up out of here. I'm going to see y'all when I see y'all. Deuces.